Hello, everyone. It is Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. I am trying something new this time around, and we'll see how it goes. I am doing video as well as audio. So if you're listening to this on the usual podcast channels, you're just hearing the audio. But you may start seeing some of my video around, whether it's on Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, or um, YouTube. We're going to start getting ramping up the YouTube channel soon. We're going to be changing it and ramping it up. we got some things going on over at MarilynAloria.com. So I am trying this out. Normally when I do my podcast, I like to kind of sit quietly in my room, not stare at myself and um, just bring my guides in and talk. Who knows what will show up on the screen? Because sometimes when I do these uh, videos, orbs show up. So if that happens, that'll be really, really freaking cool. So I want to talk to you about quite a few things. I am recording this in early December and um, I'm going to be getting ready to do my, I hope I'm not live anywhere. No, I'm not. Could you imagine if this was like just broadcasting out into, I don't know what. <laughs> anyway, I'm using StreamYard and I don't normally use StreamYard in this way. So we'll see. Um, I'm getting ready to do my predictions. Uh, for the year. So if you're on my list, you will get those predictions sooner than um, when they're produced on the podcast. But the thing is, I'm already getting information. So I want to share a couple of stories, a couple of things. And then I want to share a really cool um, thing that my guides have been teaching me in order to what people call collapse time and go into the quantum field. And if you're watching the video, and if we're showing this part of the video, I'm making air quotes, just in case you don't know. And the reason why I'm making air quotes is because I have this allergy to um, words out there that are so diluted on so many different definitions. So I'm not somebody who, I, I tend to run away from terms that are used constantly like quantum field or ascension. I'm ascending. Can't tell you how many people when that whole ascension thing was happening, people were like, I'm ascending. I can't go out. And I'd be like, why? Why? We've been ascending for years. We constantly ascend at different times. So I kind of stay away from all that stuff. And there's really nothing wrong with it. I mean, if you're following someone who uses those words and you really, really um, resonate with that, good for you. But I just have this thing where I, I like when when I start seeing like when the whole 11-11 was happening, you know, uh, I don't even remember what year that was. Was that 2011? Because the same crap was happening in 1999 to 2000 and all that stuff. I just run away from it. I don't go near it. 11, 11, 11, 11. Um, yeah, it was 2011 because they were talking about November 2011. And there's definitely portals where you're definitely um, shifting and expanding and growing and evolving during certain time periods. But here's my belief system. Let me just first go off on the 11, 11 thing for a bit. It drove me friggin' nuts. It's like Mercury retrograde. When people want to talk to me about Mercury retrograde, I'm like, get out of my face. It's like me flicking a fly off of something, like get away. The reason is, is because I feel like these terms come to light, right? And this consciousness comes to light and then everybody just attaches an incredible amount of meaning to them. And then it gets diluted because all of a sudden you got Aunt Flo giving her take on it. And then you got um, Sally Somniac, I don't know, I'm just making up names, like giving her take on it. And then you got Guru Gail giving her take on it. And then you got Mystical... Maria giving her take on it. And then it, to me, it's like, oh my goodness, like what the frick? And our whole life, we're looking for truth. We're looking for our truth. And we have to find the truth that we align with and live by it. So I find 
when that stuff happens, I don't, I've never gravitated towards those types of things, but when that stuff happens, people start spewing stuff and it's not even their truth. And it makes me a little bit crazy because I'm like, uh, where are you in all of this? You're just regurgitating some information that you read on the internet that you don't even feel aligned to, but you're just starting to say it. Like I had one woman and she probably listens to me. So she may be offended right now. I'm sorry. Um, but she was like messaging me about the, the, the wars that are going on between the planets. I think it was serious. And I don't even know, cause I don't go there. I mean, not that I don't go there in my dream state or go visit, but I don't know about these wars happening and it was affecting her so much on an emotional level. And she couldn't really function on the earth plane. And I don't remember all the messages, but I was like, holy F man. And those are things like, hey, I'm not saying that there may not be an ounce of truth in that, but if it's affecting how you're living on the physical plane that you can't even communicate or go outside, I'm going to tell you to reassess and think about it. So I'm getting into tricky territory here because I'm getting super opinionated before we move into the messages and what I want to teach you today. The thing is, is that if you came to me and you were super grounded and it wasn't affecting you to the degree that you couldn't even function. That's what bothers me. Then I'd be like, cool, man, if that's what works for you, great. I don't, I don't um, subscribe to astrology, right? But people do, and it really makes sense to them. And it answers questions that are in their heart. I love that. When people really start talking to me about I just had this conversation with a woman today and she was talking about understanding like Uranus is in retrograde and it made her understand that she was pulling up childhood wounds and it really helped her to not be hard on herself and to understand it. That's a very grounded response for me. That's like, oh, she's using this information to accelerate her growth, to understand what's going on in her life and to really move through it in a very powerful way. But when I see people like, and I'm not going to mention names, but I, this one, this other one, not the one who was messaging me, that was fine. She was a very sweet soul that was dealing with, I don't know, whatever planetary war was going on in the world in some other dimension. I don't, I don't know. I just wasn't, I, uh, I can't even find the words for that one. But anyway, it was fine. She was very nice and, and that was her world. But other people that I've run across that are like, I'm ascending. I'm like, hey, you know, we get into this conversation. We're having a great conversation. We're like hiking together. And I'm like, oh, we should do lunch. I can't. I'm ascending. I can't go out. I'm like, what the F, man? What, what, what the heck is that? So it just freaks me out a bit. So let me get clear because some of you may be like, well, you know, Marilyn, like I've gotten this, like one of my students in membership, she's into astrology and she was trying to shove it down my throat. And I was like, yo, biatch, stop it. Called her out on her stuff. And she's like, all right, I get it. We're both from New York. Um, Find your truth. That's my bottom line. Just find your freaking truth and align with it. Don't regurgitate stuff. I want to give another story. I didn't know I was going down this road. So um, when I first started opening up to my psychic abilities and my mediumship abilities, right, I was surrounded by a lot of other uh, peers and I created, I have a really great knack of bringing people together. It's an incredible gift that I have and I'm a real great organizer and I can just do it. It's why I have membership for your soul and soul finder Academy. I bring people together, like-minded people together. So I brought this group of people together. We were practicing together, everything. And this one woman who I kind of admired and um, she, cause she'd like 
just was the essence of like, she seems really peaceful, really nice. She had this really long hair and pretty and just, you know, I was just like, wow, she's kind of cool. Like I want to talk to her. And every time I'd ask her something, she would regurgitate something from one of her teachers. Well, Max the million told me, and I'd be like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, and, and I just keep talking to her and I'd be like, so what do you think about like blah, 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 blah. Well, Freddie, the freak told me. And one day I remember sitting in my car driving with her and every, we were in the car for like an hour or so. And every response was what somebody else said. And it wasn't even anchored into her soul. And I was like, holy F man, she is just regurgitating stuff. She has not made any of this her own. She doesn't know her own identity because she's a multitude of identities of other teachers. And this is just, this doesn't, doesn't work for me. It's not to say, look, I teach people. It's not to say to go out and learn. I hear my community repeat things that I say, and I hear it from a place of it made sense to them. Like they saw it in their life and it started working for them. Or this is the one thing I get in my community and even my friends when they're up against something or somebody's triggering them. They're like, what would Marilyn say to this person right now? And I think it's really funny because they all know I'm very direct and honest and um, it gives them a little bit of strength to stand in their power. But I never feel like they're um, not making it their own. And that's super important to me. So I feel like there's a lot of great information out there and there's a lot of great teachers out there, but take what you like and leave the rest and, and align with what's yours and make it your own, but know why it's your truth. Know why it's your truth. It's really important. So as I'm starting to move into 2022 and I'm starting to get all this information about 2021, my guides are giving me a lot of information. Now I'm going to do a little backstory. I'm going to do a little flip-flopping today. Uh, I'm going to be like a, a fish flip-flopping. So just bear with me. I'm doing this video thing, which I don't, I don't know. I'm like usually pretty good on video. I feel someone behind me right now. Um, and so just go with me for this ride right now where we're going. And I'm going to give a little bit of backstory and things like that. When I moved into my new house, um, in my old house and in my apartment before that, that's where I started channeling. I've been channeling now for who the frick knows, because I don't know time. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, time. So um, when I started channeling, it was very strong right away, both my apartment, my house. When I moved into this house, um, it was not like deep journeys like I normally go on. I'm sure I had some. I mean, I've been channeling. I've been living here for three and a half years as I'm doing this recording right now. And um, definitely with deep journeys because there were deep moments. Um, but a lot of my channeling is happening every single day, just walking in the woods or washing dishes or walking with the dogs or, you know, just communication. It's just constant communication. And so I switched my meditation room into the guest room. And um, instead of doing it in my office where I'm doing this podcast right now, and um, that felt a little bit better to me. But I've noticed that there's a little bit of interference. And some people can call it those um, those raise things. Another thing I don't really pay attention to, right? But I think that there's some truth with that. EMD, EM raise, whatever they're called. You guys will know. There, there, there's more experts listening to this in that field than I'm not an expert in this field. But I was talking to a friend of mine. Many of you know him, John Burgos, and we were, and he lived here for a little bit. And we talked about some of the interference that happens. And I actually feel like I'm surrounded by trees. I'm surrounded by mountains. It's absolutely beautiful. But I do feel like some energy gets trapped in that. 
So when I go into meditations now, I use Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, and Archangel Raphael to push back the energy so that I could have um, clear channeling information with my guides, right? So now that I'm doing this on video, which unfortunately you podcast people won't see, I don't know how my Erin, um, who works with me on my team, how she's going to help me do this. So we're going to do this together, this editing, but um, she's really good at this stuff. So I'll ask her to make sure certain portions are put into reels. But anyway, so what I do is I'm sitting meditating and my guides are mm, a good five or six feet, depending on where they stand. Cause I have guides all around, you know, semicircle in front of me where they stand. So I need that energy between me and them to be super clear so that we can go into the space that I need to go to, the channeling space. So now I've been putting Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Raphael behind them to hold back the energy of whatever interferences I'm getting so that I could go deep and really deep with them. And it's been working. It's been really great. Now, I didn't, like I said, I wasn't noticing interference but I was recognizing that I wanted to go deeper into this new work that I'm starting to go into, which we're going to talk about. So I started doing that, which has been great. And um, I've been going into channel sessions. Now, I just want to make sure I got everything about the regurgitation. Here it comes. Okay. So I um, was talking, I've been talking to my kids about time. Time has always been a fascination for me. In college, um, I wrote a paper about time. And it, my professor, and I don't have great grammar and I don't have great punctuation and I was a literature minor and I'm getting better at it. I'm studying it. I'm learning from those, uh, you know, tools out there. And then even from the writing coach I was using with the podcast, I was like, wow, you could write like that. And that's not like, you know, I get confused by tenses. I get confused by past, present, future tenses, right. In writing makes sense because time to me is like, what, um, so I wrote it. So time has always been a fascination with me. And I wrote this great paper when I was younger about time. And um, he like showed it to another professor. It was like a really nice thing that he did. And so I'm just bringing that up. That time has always been a fascination. So when they switched the clocks again, which really friggin' anybody who has a, you know, can talk to those people and please tell them to stop switching those friggin' clocks because they got to stop. They just have to stop. None of us like it. I don't know one person out there who likes that clock switching thing. It's, it's just not smart. It's just dumb. Anyway, so the clock switching thing, right? Okay. So when they were switching the clock back an hour, which I actually like, I started thinking about this time thing and how they've been messing with this time and they've been switching the clock forward and the clock back and the clock forward and the clock back. And I'm like, you guys are just messing with this constraint of time, period. End of story. It's now a mishmash of stuff. We don't really even know what time it is because you've just been playing with it for so long. And so I was talking, working with my guides during a journal session and I said, um, they were like, you don't need to deal with the time constraints at all. You could step out of them and step into your own possibilities, which is what we know or what you know as the quantum field, right? So now I'm not a big studier of the quantum field because again, it's one of those words that is highly diluted for me. now. We can go to those experts that work with that verbiage and yeah, they'll know what the heck they're talking about, right? In their way. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think it's a great thing to study. For me, it's the field of possibilities. It's the field where time does not exist. It's the field where we get to bring stuff into it 
and then um, really work with it and then bring it back into the earth with us now. So I was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. And you know how, when you come into an awareness of something, um, and I've always known about that when I go into meditation and I can fully feel it and then I bring it into my life and it's pretty magical and amazing and great. So I um, was was playing with that and feeling it. And I was like, wow, I really like this and sharing it in my communities and membership and Soulfinder Academy. And everybody was like, yeah, you know, and a lot of times we're coming up on knowledge together, right? It's I'm not the only one who's getting this knowledge. Other people are getting downloads and we get to have this great conversation around it. I am. And, you know, I just love that about the communities we're in, the communities I've created, because it's not about this is my word and you better follow it. It's like, oh, this is what I heard. What do you think? And we get into these great conversations. So working with that has been fun. So I was doing a soul session, which I do at Soul Finder Academy. And if you're part of the SAS experience, you're probably going to get an experience, be able to try that. So you can go to joinsass.com and check that out. Um. So in these soul sessions, I do channelings and I do things where I teach people how to channel and then we, um, we play it's experiential because I want you to really discover your own innate gifts. So during a soul session, we went into our field of possibilities. I don't want to call it a quantum field. I don't know why I just don't. So, and don't send me letters going, let me educate you. If you, whatever understanding you have it, it great. If my field of possibilities is the quantum field for you, which it is. Just use the word that feels good to you. Um, so we went into that field and we played and it was amazing. So when I was very little, I'm going to tell you a story. This is why I didn't want to do video because sometimes when I do my podcast, I have to pause the recording because I'm like, okay, what friggin' bird did I just go ride on? And where am I now? And let me bring it back. Okay. So I'm going to go back. Where was I? See what I'm saying? but we're just going to let this one ride. We'll see what happens guys. It'll get better. Just like, you know, this, the podcast in the beginning was kind of like, like trying to get his way. And now we're like getting another evolution of it. So anyway, we went out to this field of possibilities. So when I was younger, I knew when I was about eight, nine years old, I'll never forget it. I was lying on my couch with my face in, not even in the pillows. I think I removed the pillows and stuck my face in the corner of the couch, like the corner of the couch where the hamster once went into like the corner of the couch to get as dark as possible. And I started deleting. I didn't know the word delete back then. I don't think I started erasing everything in my life. I just started, I got rid of my, I got rid of the couch. I got rid of the house. I got rid of the backyard. I got rid of the the family. I got rid of the dogs. I got rid of the, the sky. I got rid of the moon. I got rid of the sun. Like I just started deleting everything, dissolving it away so that there was nothing left but me. And what was happening in that was an incredible amount of peace. And I was feeling like one with God, the universe, because nothing existed. Anything that I would have termed or defined in my material existence and my physical existence, I was able to dissolve completely and become one with the universe, with through the source, let's say source and infinite intelligence. And it was the most magical experience. It was unbelievable. And nobody told me to do this. I just innately knew to do it. And I did it like two, I know I did it two times. I don't know if I did it three times. And I remember sharing it once with a friend of mine who's a big believer in what I do and everything. And she's like, ah, you just wanted to escape the family. I was like, yeah, but I knew exactly how to, to let go of all identity, let go of everything. It was really unbelievable. 
That to me is the field of possibilities. That's where we detach completely from um, what's going on and we're able to go into the field of possibilities. So in this meditation, in the Soul Finder Academy, in the Soul Session, we went up, we went past the universe, we went into the black space, and then we went into the field of possibilities, the, um, the possibility realm. And we played there with these boxes and gifts. And I can't even remember the meditation because I channel a lot of my meditations. So that was really, really great. So I was like, wow, that was a lot of fun. I kind of did it with them. And um, so then I went into meditation this week and um, I went into a session. And this is what I'd like to give you guys to play with. Okay. So what they showed me was I was, so I really went deep. And I was in a room, like a black room, which was was representation of my time constriction today, where I am in life today. There was nothing wrong with it. We weren't making anything wrong with it. They were just showing me a black box room. So I was in that black box room. So imagine like you're in a black box room and your room could be any color, right? Black to me is the field of possibilities, right? So it doesn't allow for... Um, the sky, the blue, you know, identity, right? So it lacks identity for me. It was just black. And behind, it was almost like a stage set up, like somebody built a black box and I was in it. And then I went behind it, almost like if you were in a sound studio, right? And I went behind it and I went into the field of possibilities. So the black box represented time constraint for me. And spirit took me into the field of possibilities which was the realm, my quantum realm, right? Which is the realm where I can create possibilities, create things, and they put me in there. And I can't, I channel, so I record to a recorder on a channel. You know, I have an earpod in my head, I have my recorder on, and I re and I repeat everything that's happening. I believe during some of that, I was really quiet because I was just really deep into it. So I don't always talk. I don't remember what happened. I'd have to go back and listen. But I went into the field of possibilities and I started creating from that space. And what you can do in that space is um, create a, something that you really want to, what you really want to happen, or you can just be in the field of possibilities and invite in certain type of energy or emotion or feeling that you want to experience or flow, financial flow, abundance. I don't even, I mean, this was just yesterday, I think, and I'm recording this when I'm recording this. Um, so when you listen to it, it's going to be a few weeks out, but so it happened that way that I just went into that field and I created possibilities and I created things. Now, when it was done, I knew to take back with me into the time black box, what I desired, what I wanted and what I wanted to um, attract to me, because now I'm becoming like a, a mirror to the world. So for me, when you do scrying, which is reading crystal balls, you can also scry into, you can put a black cloth under a glass bowl with water in it. And you look into the black and then you, you can work with the glass bowl with um, bringing up smoke and then images and stuff like that. That's another way to practice scrying. Or they can say, you can even look into um, black material. Um, trying to remember, what, it's not onyx. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, so... It's like coming back to that and creating in this beautiful black space and holding in your truth, in your awareness, what it is, what you desire to create in your life. So I came back into the physical space and spirit was like, this is now inside of you. 
so your world can reflect it. You you can, and you can also recognize this isn't what I don't, this isn't what I want. This isn't what I don't, this is what I don't want, you know, because you'll recognize it because you're aware of what it is that you want to create and you're bringing it into your present world. So I want to, so I did that um, and it was really quite magical. And then I'm going to tell you what happened today in my channel session. But before I do that, I want to bring something to you to help you also with this. So the thing that was really also incredible was they're giving me decisions all the time, right? They're always giving me information. So if I'm deciding about something, I'll usually get the information right away. Do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. But some things I hem and haw about, and they're usually around social situations because I'm always clear. I want to play tennis for the most part. Um, sometimes I get invited to, you know, there's too many games and I'm like, Oh, I got to say no to some, Oh, I hate that. But, um, some social situations, I, um, I'm, you know, I might be like, eh, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? And it's a neutral answer because it doesn't matter whether I do it or don't do it. A good friend of mine recently, I was like hemming and hawing over something. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go. And it's not because I don't want to go. I like the people. I'm just tired. I just kind of want to be alone and rest. And she was like, whatever decision you make, make the decision that it's going to be great. And I was like, that's great advice. So I made the decision to go and I just made the decision that it was going to be great and that's it. And I didn't hem and haw about it anymore because that's the exhausting part. And I went and had a great time. So I was going to play singles tennis and uh, join a league. And I was like, I got to do this. I got to, you know, I want to do it, but I'd already, I'm going to be part of two other leagues. I already play a lot. And I went into meditation and my guides were like, I was like, should I do this? And they went, no. And I was like, why? And they said, well, what's your intention for doing it? And I said, my intention for doing it is to drive me even harder to be a better player. And they said, yeah. And you don't need that in order to be a better player. You don't need to exhaust yourself to commit to something that you're going to be tired and probably annoyed that you committed to it because you're overcommitted in so many other areas. So don't do it. And I was like, wow, that's great. Because tennis, we all know that I want to say yes to tennis no matter what. And they were right. And they said, you know, they've said this to me before, trust everything we tell you. And I'm in one of those realms again, where they want me to just trust everything because, so I came out of that and I wrote the woman and I said, you know, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be doing a few leagues, a couple of leagues. And I just don't think I'll have the time. And I'm afraid I'll flake again because I've flaked before on this league. And, um, and that was it. And then like this morning I was like, Hmm, should I do it? And I was like, Nope, trusting them. I'm trusting them. So one of the things you get to do when you play in this area is you get to decide what's the intention behind everything. Like you, you get to not decide, you get to go, say you're making a decision about something, you get to go underneath and look at the intention. It's really important to know what your intention is as to why you're deciding something and knowing if it's aligned with your truth or not. And I'm talking about your truth, not Molly's truth or Frank's truth or Fred or whoever you listen to, it's your truth. You want to know your truth because where people get messed up is when they're about to make a choice or a decision. I should really go to this party because I'm single and whatever the story we tell ourselves and I need to socialize because that's what Mary Jo says I should do. Those aren't the good places to make these decisions. And where we're going into 2022 you have to know your truth. And, and whether you know your truth today, tomorrow, next week, you're going to constantly evolving into truth. So don't worry about like being, knowing it, but just being pausing and asking yourself, what's my intention behind this? Okay. So I threw in a lot in there, but 
to really play in the world of possibilities, you need to be in alignment. You need to um, know your truth. Not every teacher is out there truth. You need to know what your truth is. Take from all the different teachers, or if it's just one teacher, take from that teacher if it resonates with you and and make it your truth, which is great. And then um, play in that field and play with the, I know people keep, this is another term I keep hearing, I collapse time. I'm like, okay. When I think about collapsing, like I know that's a great term. Good for you. Great. You're collapsing time. It doesn't work for me. I think about my collapsible dog crates and one of them I don't like. I just don't like it. It doesn't feel right to me, collapsing time. I know how to step into parallel time. I know how to create. I know how to speed things up. Um, and for me, it's going into the realm of possibility. So collapsing time may work for you. It's another one of those terms that I'm like, it doesn't work for me. I just find some of these terms are so overused and then I'm, they're just regurgitated. So know your definitions. How's that? No, you might be like, I love the quantum field. That is mine. And know why you love it and know your definition of it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, know, know thyself, know yourself. Okay. So today I went into meditation and a channel session and they took me into the center of the earth, which I usually do. I do a grounding cord and I release everything to, I start out with uh, opening my chakras and I have a ball or something above my head and I'm putting a lot of stuff into it. I no longer need. And then through breath, I move it through my body down to the center of the earth and mother earth so graciously takes it and burns it and gets rid of it for me. And then it goes back to the other people. This goes back. I don't need to know where it's going because it's not going to me. It's not harming anybody. I'm just getting rid of it. Sometimes you don't know what to get rid of. So what I usually say to them is whatever's keeping me um, small or from living my fullest life. And, you know, I just see all this thing getting dumped into a, a ball or a box sometimes. And then it spins, spins, spins. And I'm like, Whoosh, it's gone. So um, anyway, so when I was doing that today, I almost like, yeah, I'm going to share this. They took me deep, deep, deep into the center of the earth, which is another field of possibilities. And they showed me, and it's not constricted by time. And they showed me this space that um, you can create these possibilities in. And what's really cool about this one, I haven't played with this one completely yet. And I'm sure I'll bring it into a soul session in Soulfinder Academy because it's just great to play with them in there with it. But what they showed it to me was it's this incredible space that you get to play with and then and then you grow it out, like you grow it into your being and it's in your physical space, it's in your physical being right away. It's just another way. It's like we're constantly looking to get out of um, the physical world that we're in and then if we go deep in to the physical of earth, what we know, the grounding, the um, just the planet itself, there's all this magic in there, right? It's like, um, you know, a lot of this, some of this was introduced to me with the I am discourses with St. Germain and the, um, the rooms that he's in, which is in the center of the earth. And I, I don't remember all of it when I was reading it, I read the first three and it was really, they were great. Um, so, but it's just this place where they showed me that all this magic can be created, all these um, chambers. And it's another field of possibilities. So you can do that too. You could go into a meditation. Everybody can do self-guided meditations if you just trust yourself, right? I don't listen to guided meditations. 
I never really listened to guided meditations. I'm trying to think if I did because they took me through guided meditations right away. And I feel like a lot of that came because of the dream work I did. You know, the dream work was so vivid and um, the work that I did was so intense that I was able to create guided meditations for myself right away. Um, and sometimes I don't like listening. Sometimes I do actually, I'm not going to say I don't because, um, I've listened to Esther Hicks. She has a uh, money one and manifesting abundance ones that I like. And I've listened to what's his name. Um, Bob Proctor's one. He has one. There's certain ones I will listen to, but a lot of times I don't trust the vibration of somebody's voice. So it, I have to be very cautious. I'm very cautious about it. Um, but those, they were fine for me. So anyway, you can do self-guided meditation. So say you love like redwood trees, right? You could leave the black box of your world and go into the deep chambers of the redwood tree and create the field of possibilities in there. It's whatever resonates with you. This is why I don't like definitions. Definitions are formulas that keep you trapped in a way of thinking, a boxed up thinking. And that's why it bothers me. Like words are hard because there's, there's two things I'm going to say about this because we dilute the words. So when my guide said to me, we speak to you in vibration, that's why the symbolic language of your soul is so important to know, which is what they gave me. Because when you see a rose, it's going to be based on your life experience. And when we're communicating with you in vibration and showing you a rose, you know exactly the backstory and you know what you need to know about that particular rose. Roses are huge for me. Um, so that's the vibrate. They speak in vibration and we define it. So when I find when words like are overused and defined too much, it restricts our way of being. If it's an invite into something deeper, I'm okay with that. If it's an introduction into something deeper, because I don't have, I love words. I don't have anything against words, but like, I love the word infinite because it, it speaks to me, you know, it's got infinite energy and infinite space. So Find what works for you. Um, and I don't see, I don't, now I would have paused the video and been like, what was I talking about? But I can't now. So you're just gonna, you're just gonna deal with this till I get good at this or I scratch it all together. Um, but so words, it's why like there's certain teachers I don't resonate with, especially the, the antiquated mediums that I, I'm, I'm so verbal about that I can't stand. They're very formulaic in how you can do this work that does not allow the realm of possibility of how spirit wants to work with your instrument because this is your instrument and you have to learn how your instrument works. So you can learn techniques and tools and ways to do things, which is why I teach this way. And then you learn how it works with your instrument. And then you get to go out into the world with your special magic, with your greatness, right? So certain, like I said, overused terms for me. I, I just, I can't do it. And you can feel it too. I don't know. I'm sure some of you can feel it. Like for me, I remember when the whole Ascension conversation was happening. <clears throat> it's taking me everything to go, not do that anyway. Um, and I remember somebody I knew and liked, and she's like, I'm doing these Ascension meditations and I'm helping everybody to get through it and writing all these books and and I just couldn't deal with it. It just felt to me very contrived. It felt like, now I'm sure she was getting beautiful information because I'm not going to say she wasn't. There are definitely some phonies out there and she wasn't one of them. 
but the way it was packaged, it didn't work for me because it felt like it's my way or the highway. I like the types of teachings that bring in an invitation. I love that word too, inviting you in to learn the magic of what that person is teaching. And then you get to play with it in your own life experience, your own understanding, your own way of being, your own connection to spirit. And then you get to grow out of it something really creative and beautiful for yourself. That is more exciting to me than walking into something that is... Okay, I'm making like little robot, just for those people who's listening on the podcast, I'm making little robot things. I can't stand that. It drives me nuts. It makes me run for the hills. So take all of this, take what you like, leave the rest. I never, you like I've said to you from day one, anybody who's been listening to me, I'm opinionated. I am direct, but I never tell people you have to believe in what I believe in, but I like to share my opinions and that's what I like to do. Um, so I'm going to end this podcast right now in a minute. And I know I had something for you. Oh, I know what I have for you. MarilynAloria.com forward slash party, P-A-R-T-Y. I'm hoping that's the web. If it's not, make sure you read the show notes and we'll make sure the right one's there. Cause I can't remember what we decided on and I'm not going to make my, um, well, I may make them switch it. MarilynAloria.com forward slash party, party. So we're doing we're going to be doing some pod parties. You have and you're going to get invited to learn something with me on Zoom. And um, there are RSVP only spaces limited. There's uh, right now no charge for this. I don't know if you're going to be listening to this in the future and what that might be, but right now there isn't. Um, check it out, okay? So uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it because I don't really remember what we decided on and I have to go back to my team and, uh, but I'll make sure that it's in the email if you're on my list and I will make sure that it is on the show notes of the podcast underneath the podcast. And, um, yeah, so I'm curious, you know, uh, let's have a conversation about this. I'm much more active on Instagram now than I am on Facebook, but I am still active on Facebook. Um, I am active on my Facebook personal page. So if you want to follow me there, I'm pretty active there. Um, my Facebook business page, it depends on what's going on. I do my interviews on there and stuff like that. Um, but Instagram for sure, we're getting very active on. So let me know what you think, like what word resonates with you and um, why it resonates with you and how it accelerates your being. Okay, I just got saw a number, saw a number, 354. It's a big friggin' number for me. I know I talked about this in the numbers episode. Um. I'll do a reading on that in one second. So all I want to say to you is play in the field of your possibilities. That's the biggest thing I want to say, play in the field of your possibilities. You know, I think some of this that's coming out for me is I've been teaching, my guides have been teaching me this stuff for quite some time. And I've been teaching it on a smaller level to my communities and membership and Soul Finder Academy. And now I'm reaching more people by doing this and um, other things that I'm doing. Um, and it's a conversation that I see a lot of people having out there and it's really quite magical and amazing and great. And it's probably a conversation you're having with yourself because we're all getting downloads. So just find your space in it, find your truth in it, find your alignment with it. That's the most important thing for me. 
and be with it and see how it feels. And uh, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, remember to rate, subscribe. Don't worry, I'm going to do the rating. Rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. Um, Apple Podcast is the best podcast to review it on, I believe. So if you can review there, it'd be great. Uh, if you don't know how to do it, Google it because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but um, it'd be great if you did it. And uh, yeah, okay, so 354. Pretty big number for me. It's affecting my throat chakra right now as I jump into this. They're also showing me the B on my key pad. Um, bees, boys, bee boys. Um, bees are about beautiful. Bees are about being. It's about being. So when my throat chakra gets affected, I, they know that I'm preparing to become even more visible with my messages and what I do and how I teach and more comfortable with that. So if they're, if they're talking about your throat chakra, it's about how do you speak your truth to yourself and speak your truth out into the world? Because the throat chakra is not only about clear audience, clear hearing, it is about speaking your truth out into the world, right? So the three is about mind, body, and soul, which is a lot of what everybody's been going through in 2021, um, grieving, letting go of things, um, aligning with yourself, um, recognizing that you want your life to shift or change and creating those changes or not creating them yet, but preparing to create them. Mind, body, soul is a marrying of, it's the Trinity to me. It's marrying all parts of ourselves and becoming whole. So that's the three. The five is about transformation and change. And I really do feel that moving out of this year, the end of this year, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this because it's perfect for you whenever it is. So let's say there's about three weeks left of moving out, transforming, but it's really about five to six because we're going to see this energy going into um, a good six weeks. So the transformation, what is the transformation that you want? A lot of times when people hear, I used to love the number five. And then when I found out what number five meant, I was like, not sure if I like it. But I love, it's good. It's good if you know what your transformation is. So you want to know what the transformation is that you want to make happen. And then the four is all about building foundations. It's all about spiritual truths. It really reflects, it's the heart chakra, but for me, it reflects the first chakra because that's about building belief systems that you can really live your life upon. They're your belief systems. They're not Bob, Frank's, or Fred's belief systems. They're your belief systems. You might've heard it from Fred. Fred might've been like, hey, I got this thing to tell you. And you might have been like, holy mackerel, I really believe that. So that's okay. But they become your belief systems, your foundation, what you want to live on. The three and the five equal an eight. So a lot of you guys are going to be thinking about business and how to be seen in the world and what how you want to be of service, right? So there's many different ways to be of service. It doesn't have to be a monetary gain, but being of service is a lot of why all of us are here, Okay. And then three, five, four, the five and the four is the nine, which is a soul number. I'm breaking the number out differently. And that's all about like your soul, man, get in there. Like think of a nine and you could like pretty much, it's almost like a curved bed. Like the nine, the top of the nine is the pillow and you can just get in there and get cozy. Another number that used to freak me out. It's an end of a cycle in tarot, but it's the nine, man. It's about getting cozying up to your soul and getting really intimate and really loving it. It's three, five, four, nine, twelve. I forgot what this number was. Am I adding that right? I'm doing it in my head. Five and four is nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. New beginnings and partnership. The partnership, man, it's not only you. It's you and God. It's you and source. It's you and the universe. It's you and your messages. It's you and your messaging. It's you and your love. It's you and your lover. It's everything. But you have to know what it is that you want in order to call that in. And then it equals a three, which is mind, body, and soul. 
So it's all full circle. It all comes back together. You do all that work and it comes back together. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with the family, give it to people as a Christmas present, even though it's free. Um, and come join me in my pod party uh com forward slash party hope that's it and uh well here it is you know i did the video i did the audio we'll see how it goes so here you go thank you so much for being um part of this with me it's been super exciting that's my emmy by the way that i won every time i say that lately i think of my dog emmy i had a little dachshund named emmy and she's been in my dreams lately she's been chomping at the bit to come back and I'll get her back one day as a reincarnation. Um, so that's it. And I love you. I thank you. And I appreciate all of you. And um, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to hit the little end broadcast. Bye.